Mike Zmanik was removed as football coach of Aliquippa High School last night by a school board vote of 7-2. Zmanik has guided Aliquippa to the last 10 Whitfield Championship games, and he's one of only eight coaches in history to win six Whitfield Championships. So this is obviously a horrible move from a football perspective. It can't possibly be justified from a football perspective. So let's dig into this and see it for what it really is. It's race. Zamanic is white, and Aliquippa is a black community that wants represented by a black football coach. There are agendas beneath that truism, but what I just said is absolute fact. The story is germane to Aliquippa, but with Western PA so crazy over high school football, it has interest that goes beyond that school. And it's indicative of the power that people with agendas have over youth sports. I can't believe anyone would want to coach. This is the Mark Madden Show. 412-333-WXDX is the number to call. Or you can encounter me on Twitter, at MarkMaddenX. I am Mr. Money in the Bank. If you want to make cash, you hire the super genius. The Pirates actually traded for a good player. More on that in just a few. Is it wrong that a black community wants represented by a black football coach? I can't say. I'm not black, and it's not my community. But let's say a black man was coaching at Fox Chapel or North Allegheny. And that black coach won six Whitfield championships in 21 seasons. And then he got fired by a white school board. The social justice warriors would be going insane. Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton would have a picket line set up outside the school within about 15 minutes. Let's be very honest. A black community can make this decision about a white coach, but not vice versa. Now, here are some of the agendas being served by this decision. Eileen Gilbert is a member of the school board. She voted to dismiss Coach Zemanic. Her son is Sean Gilbert, who played for Aliquippa, Pitt, and for a decade in the NFL. Sean Gilbert is very likely to be the next head coach at Aliquippa, now that mommy helped pave the way. Sean Gilbert and Aileen Gilbert are both black. Ezra Lowe is also black. He's a member of the school board. And he spoke out against Zemanic after the meeting. Lowe said that Zemanic got too much credit for winning the games and that he didn't help his players after they graduated. He said Zemanic couldn't keep the kids off the street corners once they were done playing football. First off, there's one particular street corner in Aliquippa where bad things happen. A lot of drug traffic, a couple people got shot. When you played for Aliquippa under Zemanic, you literally weren't allowed on that street corner. It was a team rule. If you got caught there, you were off the team. Now, 
I'm not sure how Zemanic can be expected to shepherd each player after he graduates. At some point, a kid has to become an adult. At that point, the parents, and especially the kid, have infinitely more responsibility than the coach. But here's the dope on Reverend Ezra Lowe. I'm told he had a kid who played for Zemanic years ago, and when Zemanic couldn't make the kid into a major college recruit, Lowe started planning for last night. He started the revenge soup boiling. Ezra Lowe, uh, excuse me, Reverend Ezra Lowe, is a school bus driver. What the frig is a school bus driver doing deciding an issue like this? He should be scraping gum off the bottom of a bus seat. You know, it's amazing. I never hear about Ty Law or Darrell Revis hanging out on the street corner, or Sean Gilbert, for that matter. Oh, one other thing about Ezra Lowe's kid. He blew a big game for Aliquippa uh, 15 or so years ago. I'll give you details on that later. Mike Zemanik is 74 years old. There's an element of ageism involved here, uh, besides race. I'm not saying racism. I'm saying race. Zemanik just wanted to coach one more season. But the school board had to get him out now because Aliquippa is loaded for next season. No matter who coaches, the Quips are going to get back to the Whippeal final. By getting rid of Zemanic now, the decision to replace him is highly unlikely to look bad in the first season. So Mike Zemanic is out at Aliquippa, and it's a race issue. No one wants to say it, but it's a race issue. When there's no good reason, look for the obvious reason, and race is the obvious reason. I know it's not fashionable for a white man to be hard done by when it comes to race. And to be blunt, it almost never happens. But it did this time. I want your thoughts on the matter, 412-333-9939. Or you could tweet me at Mark Madden X. We got Chris Harlan from the Trib. He was at the Aliquippa School Board meeting last night. Chris will join me at 3.30. Uh, coaching kids is just a cesspool. It used to be the coach had power, power he had deserved and earned, and the parents stayed out the way. But in today's era of entitlement, no one looks out for the greater good. It's all about self-interest. Hey, the Pirates actually got a good player. How the frig did that happen? The Pirates traded Daniel Hudson, the reliever, and a minor leaguer, and some cash, about a million bucks, to Tampa for Corey Dickerson, the outfielder. Pretty good slash line last season. 282, 325, 490. He had 33 doubles and 27 home runs. 62 runs batted in and 84 runs scored. Dickerson even played in last year's All-Star game. Now, he did slump badly in the second half of last season. This deal really came out of nowhere. And it looks like, not sure if it is, but it looks like a response to what was said by Harrison and Freeze. Or maybe ticket sales are down. So now the Pirates have a decent top of the lineup for sure. Somebody would say a decent one through eight. Dickerson ain't far off what Kutch did last year. He signed through the coming season at $5.95 million dollars. 
and then has a, a year of arbitration remaining. This is like keeping Kutch for that last year, but a lot cheaper. Hudson was making 5.5 mil, and the Pirates gave Tampa a million bucks in cash, so the Pirates only added about 1.45 million in payroll in this particular deal. I give the Pirates credit for doing it, for getting Dickerson, but they're still not a 500 team, let alone a contender. It is a decent lineup, but Marte and Polanco can't suck again this year like they sucked last year. The Penguins get back in action to Carolina tomorrow night. Come watch the game with me, Mark Madden, at the Bridgeville Volunteer Fire Department. It's a ticketed event to benefit South Fayette Hockey. And I'm giving away four tickets later today. It ain't going to be just me, I'm told today. Former Penguin Francois LaRue will be on hand tomorrow night at the Bridgeville Volunteer Fire Department. And then the Pens are at Florida. Good old FLA on Saturday. And you can watch the game with me at Willie's Bar and Grill in Fredericktown, PA, which is way down south. But I will be there with giveaways and flyers, troll shirts, and la-dee-da. Patrick Hornquist uh, practiced today, but in a limited contact jersey. Still, that's a step in the right direction. He practiced on the top power play, so Hornquist looks close to returning, perhaps as early as this weekend. We'll have Josh Owey on at 4.30 to talk about that. Uh, According to Pierre Lebrun of The Athletic, a lot of teams are talking to the Rangers about Michael Grabner because of his cheap cap hit and his even-strength offensive pyrotechnics, so his price is going up. The U.S. women won gold in hockey last night at the Olympics. They beat Canada 3-2 in a shootout, and it was a truly great game to watch. The U.S. was down a goal in the shootout when Amanda Kessel scored, Phil's sister, on the fourth shot for the U.S. That's big-time clutch. It kept Canada from having double match point. And then Jocelyn Lamaru of the U.S. team did a filthy move, a triple deep to the forehand right out of the Mighty Ducks, and the U.S. wins. Uh, the 20-year-old goalie for the uh, U.S. was tremendous, Maddie Rudy. It was a great game, tremendous to watch. There are only two good women's hockey teams, but they played last night. It was very entertaining. I got no problem with the final going to a shootout. You can't play all night. I'd do the same thing in the NHL playoffs. I'd go to a shootout after one overtime. Uh, Robert Plant says he and Jimmy Page and John Paul Jones, the surviving members of Led Zeppelin, will get together for Led Zeppelin's 50th anniversary this year, but didn't say what get together means. There's also going to be yet another Zepp live album that Page dug up. And the Led Zeppelin book, Led Zeppelin by Led Zeppelin. The important thing in preserving the legacy is to make more money. And I'm glad Jimmy, Robert, and Jonesy recognize that. Hey, if Plant can't hit the high notes anymore, do an acoustic set on TV or whatever. Boy, Plant loves to tease. He loves to tease. So, you want to talk Zemanic? You want to talk Buckos getting Dickerson? You're going to want to talk about it to me. Dial 412-333-WXDX. Up next, going to talk about 
the Penguins line combinations. Kind of not combinations I think real highly of. 105.9. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Go ahead. You can say it because it's true. It's damn true. Hey, Mark. Love the show. Thank you for making my day. Yeah. The X at 105.9. The Aliquippa High School graduation rate is very low. The educational system in place there is not very highly regarded. Maybe the school board should take a good look at the math teachers. Uh, Staying with the semantic story, uh, the story is still out there that Zemanic withheld recruiting letters from players. That sounds like something out of Varsity Blues. I just don't believe that happened. What's the upside for Zemanic doing that? And one of his old players, Brandon Lindsay, was on Twitter to say, today saying Zemanic did that with him, but Lindsay somehow got a full ride to pit, as much as I'm sure Zemanic tried to keep that from happening, he said sarcastically. Lindsay didn't exactly attack Zemanic, but he didn't exactly defend him either. And it's odd that, uh, to my knowledge, none of Aliquippa's previous star players showed up at last night's board meeting to speak out for Zemanic, like Jimmy did with Norman Dale in Hoosiers. Although Tommy Campbell, NFL player out of Aliquippa, he did post uh, a message of support for Zemanic uh, today on social media. So the question is, should a black community insist that it be represented by a black football coach? Because that's what happened here. For sure. So does the black community have that right? And if so, does a white community have that right? And if not, why not? Some people are touting Zemanic for other coaching jobs, but Zemanic is 74. He's not going to start over somewhere else at 74. He just wanted one more year at Aliquippa. Here's a weird note for Penguins practice. Dominic Simone was on the first line with Rust and Sid. Aston Reese was on the fourth line. How the frig is Aston Reese on the fourth line? He's got four goals in eight games. And how is Simon on Sid's line? Simon has no goals in his last ten games. The guy blows. I know Sid wants speed, but uh, Dominic Simone's speed doesn't lead to too much good. Which maybe is where Michael Grabner comes in. Let's go to Mark in Illinois. Mark, you're on the Mark Madden Show. Good afternoon, Mr. Madden. Good afternoon. I think this whole Mike Zemanic situation is a combination of race and age because being that he's in his 70s, he's got pretty much more uh, hard-nosed and has a uh, more professional demeanor. He's no box of chocolates to play for, but I don't think most good coaches are. He's very demanding on and off the field, and I think that's good for a kid that age. Yes. Um, If you look at the town of Aliquippa, the majority of the people that are in charge, they are African-American, so I think they more or less want African-American people running. Oh, there's, there's no question. They everything. want a black football coach to represent their black community. Exactly. I would dare uh, the Reverend Lowe 
or Eileen Gilbert to deny that. I would dare them to deny that. Reverend. Let's go to Bill in the car. Bill, you're on with Double M. Hi, Mark. Yo. Thanks for uh, taking a call. Uh, I just wanted to first. I just wanted to commend you for putting it out there the way you did, telling the truth, and it's, it's a double standard like that. And I think it's a shame that uh, you know these the kids. Bro, I've been listening like to radio uh, about this all day. No one is even saying it's a race issue, which is the most obvious thing about it, and no one will say it except. Right here, which is why I am Mr. Money in the Bank. I agree. And, I, and, I, and again, I appreciate you doing it because it needs to be said. Well, my question to you, though, is now, I mean, you may or may not have the answer to this question, but you know, is, is he going to pursue like a lawsuit? Because I, I don't think won. so. I don't think so. He's 74. I just don't think that's Coach Semantic's style. Yeah, I mean, you can respect the guy for that, but at the same time, I mean, it's so obvious the way you put it that. It's race and it's age. He's being discriminated against. And I'm sure Mike knows that. But, but, but just, just, I mean, don't forget, when you drag them through the pit of misery, dilly dilly, you're also dragging yourself through the pit of misery. I respect Coach Zemanic for taking the high road. He said, hey, no matter what happened at that meeting, it can't take away what we accomplished and the great memories and great relationships I have as a result of having coached at Aliquippa. So class things to say uh, by Coach Semantic. Up next, we're going to talk to the man who was there covering the meeting last night. From the trip, it's going to be Chico Harlan. Wait, not Chico. That's the other Harlan. This is Chris Harlan from the trip. Seen one Harlan, you see them all. 105.9 X. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Are you saying that because you know it'll make me make fun of you? Yes, I love you, Mark. But I'll be quite blunt, slap nuts. The X at 105.9. Mike Zemanek was dismissed as the head coach of Aliquippa High School football last night, despite having won six Whippeal championships in 21 years. Joining me now, he covered the meeting for the Tribune Review. He is Chris Harlan. Uh, Chris, like I said, you were at the Aliquippa School Board meeting last night. What was the mood of the room? Was it antagonistic uh, like you'd think? Actually, no. It really wasn't. This wasn't, I mean, a lot of people remember like the 2000 North Hills School Board meeting where LeVar Arrington came in and and there was a big surge to keep Jack McCurry. It wasn't quite like that last night. There were six people. They stepped up. They spoke for Mike Smanick ahead of time during the open uh, comment period. But I, I think most people realized, especially when you got to the vote, that this was a decision that had been made days ago. And I don't think anyone could have gone in there at that meeting yesterday and really changed anybody's mind. I mean, that was the, the board was set, and Zemanic's uh, fate was already decided long before that meeting started. Who spoke to support Zemanic? And were you surprised, Chris, that more ex-players weren't there to speak? Yeah, it was. I mean, in, in, in that I looked around and I thought we might see some more guys show up. The first one that showed up and spoke was uh, Matt Mott, former player of his, who now is the, the chairman of the Water Authority in Aliquippa. And he spoke up. He knows the board well. He's dealt with those types of issues. And, and he came and, and he was the first one. And I thought he was the most uh, impactful in that, you know, he talked about having played for Zemanic, all the stuff he had learned from him. And just said, you know, this is a guy who had given 54 years of his life to the school district. Can't you just give him one more year? He, you know, he kept saying that, you know, I think 
I think after 54 years, 21 years as head coach, he deserves to get to decide he can have one more year before he retires. And he made a good speech. He led off. He was the first one. But, you know, and the board listened. They were respectful. And those six people did a good job. But, like I said, I think that was a decision that was made days ago. How many community members were present? Uh, just the general audience, Chris. And what was the feeling you discerned from them? There was a few dozen that were there. Uh, it wasn't a large crowd. It's a small little auditorium, little theater in Aliquippus High School is where they have it. And, and there's auditorium seats around it. They weren't all full, but there was a, a, a turnout. There, among them, uh, WFL Administrator Jack Pullen, he showed up. Uh, Joe Hamilton, the old uh, Blackhawk football coach, he showed up. Uh, Lou Ciro, who was the athletic director and football coach at Montour, he was there also. And they came. None of those spoke, but they came in support. They were there definitely to, to back up Mike Smanick, thinking that he should be uh, retained. Chris, it seems there's a racial component here that a black community wants represented by a black football coach. Did you get that feeling? Well, I've heard that a lot. And, and so, honestly, in the last 24 hours, I've been asking people that directly. People that I know and Aliquippa, people who, you know, I'm not even looking to quote. I just want them to give me their honest opinion. And everyone keeps saying no, which, again, that's surprising because you see that, and, and that's kind of the feel everybody has. But Chris, they're lying. Hey, I, I'm telling you what people are telling me. That's all I can tell you. That could be, but I'm asking people, and they're saying no, that it's not, that, that you know, it, it comes back to there's been a, a, a small a vocal minority, I guess it would be, in Aliquippa that hasn't liked Zemanic for a while. You know, they've been wanting to well, get what, for what a long don't time. they like about him? Because the school board gave no official statement as to why Zemanic got dismissed, which struck me as odd. Right, I did too. I was I was disappointed by that. I know the one school board member did, and... And he's taking some heat for what he said. But I hate to see the one guy criticize when the other eight in the superintendent wouldn't speak. They were all there, and they just kept to themselves, and they declined comment, and they left. But the complaints seem to be the same ones you hear lots of times. You know, the big one is, is about whether he's promoting the kids for colleges. I mean, that's a big one. And we're not talking about just the, the big Division One recruits, the guys who already have the scholarships. I think they're talking about the next level of guys, the guys who – who should be going to Division Twos or, or you know some other place, and and whether he's pushing those guys to get to those places. But then you have the other side of it that could be you look at it and say, well, maybe those guys don't have the grade, maybe they don't have the skill. I mean, it could be that side of it too, where you're looking at it from people who think their kid or the, another player should be going to a school, but they really shouldn't because they just you know the the stuff that they need to do it isn't there. So that's that's an argument you've heard from a long time, you know that. It's gone back and forth, and, and that's uh, one of the things that Ezra Lowe, who was the school board member who I spoke with, that was one thing he pointed out specifically, was that he just thought that Mike Zmanek hadn't supported them beyond football, which you know is a, is a criticism that itself has received a lot of criticism. Well, well yeah, and, and we'll talk more about Ezra Lowe in, in a second. We're talking to Chris Harlan from the Trib, who was at the Aliquippa school board meeting last night when Mike Zmanek uh, the uh, longtime legendary head coach there was dismissed. Uh, Ezra Lowe's a board member. He spoke after. He seems to expect Zemanic to keep every player he coached out of trouble in perpetuity, which struck me as odd. And frankly, given the reputation the Aloquippa community has, uh, there's a lot of bad street corners up there. I think he did better than most coaches would have uh, given the situation. Yeah, and that's what some of the people that spoke beforehand 
and, and those six that spoke during the opening session, they told a completely different story. And they told a story about a, a football coach who made sure kids had meals to eat after school. And if, you know, if, if they needed shoes or clothes or shirts, he made sure they had them. So it was a completely different story between what the school board was saying and what the people that had come to support Semantic had said. So yeah, I mean, you've got a, a very conflicting uh, view right there. And, 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 uh, and with Ezra Lowe, I mean, he started out with about the college stuff and about how, you know, the kids on the street corners were failed by Semantic. But then he takes it also in a different direction where he said that, that Semantic never played high school football, which is a, is a strange criticism of someone who's won all these titles and, and been yeah, that, That's nothing to do with years. anything. This, this Ezra, Ezra right. Lowe guy's just a gas bag. I mean, he's a freaking school bus driver, Chris. Why is a school bus driver on the freaking school board? That, that's just <laughs> insane. And, uh, During the meeting last night, I was getting messages from other coaches all over the WPIL in Western Pennsylvania, and I think this really struck them because I was getting messages from championship coaches that said, hey, this just reminds everybody that no matter how good you are as a coach, no matter how much you've won, you're only five votes away from being fired at any point. <laughs> no, no, there, 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 there's no question. But I just find it laughable that the school bus driver is telling yeah. the six-time Whipple champion coach he doesn't know the game because he never played it. If that's the case, Mike Zemanek should tell Ezra Lowe to, to, to scrape the gum off the bottom of the bus seats uh, to make his work environment better. Now, Zemanek is still the AD at Aliquippa through June. Uh, they need to hire his successor. The AD usually has input on decisions like this, so that strikes me as an awkward situation, Chris. Well, after the meeting, uh, Aliquippa Superintendent Peter Carbone was asked that. Hey, is Mike Zemanek going to be involved in hiring his replacement? And, and I don't think he ever gave a direct answer to it, but the feeling is no. You know, I, I can't imagine that, that they'll have him involved in this process. Who's going to hire him then, the school bus driver? As possible, and the superintendent. It may go all the way to the top. Wow, that's just – this whole thing just stinks on ice. Now, who is the next coach going to be, Chris? I'm sure you've heard speculation. I keep hearing Sean Gilbert, the former Aliquippa, Pitt, and NFL player, whose mother is very conveniently on the school board. Yeah, and you hear that name. I don't know how, how serious that is. I mean, I, I can see it because she's there and she has that connection, and, and I'm not ruling that out. At this point, it's interesting to see. I, I can't give you – I have a bunch of names. I can't confirm any of them of who would be interested at this point because there's two different things. You know, one, it happened so suddenly that I don't think a lot of people were expecting to jump into the ring at this point to take the job. And then you've got a number of people who played for Mike Zmianic who are out there different places. Are they going to want to come back under these circumstances and take that job? I right, right, because no. you're taking the job of your old coach who got screwed. It looks right. like you're betraying him. Yeah, right. So I think that right there eliminates a whole bunch of people from consideration because they're just not going to want to be that guy to come back and, and take his job that he still wanted to coach next year. That's just a, a no-win situation for them. Well, I would definitely bet on Sean Gilbert. And, and, and Chris, I think it's a sure thing that the next Aliquippa coach will be a black man. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, all of Zemanic's assistants were black men. And I think that ties into Ezra Lowe's saying that the eight coaches behind Zemanic did all the real work. No, I don't think that's true. I don't think they were all black. I don't. What I know one sure. volunteer assistant's white, the others are black. Okay, that could be. That could be. Now that you say that, but I know there are some white guys on the staff who are there at practice every time I go out there and see them. So, uh, so I know it's not it's not all black staff. 
Well, Chris, uh, thank you for sharing what uh, what I think is just a really bizarre night at Aliquippa, and we'll see where it plays out from here. A- again, thank you. Hey, thank you. That is Chris Harlan from the Trib. He was there last night when Mike Zemanik got let go by the Aliquippa School Board. I'm getting tweets saying, are you going to talk about this all day? If I want to, I will. Because I'm Mr. Money in the Bank. I'm the guy who produces all the revenue around this place. Tested IQ of 166, and I'm bringing in millions into my building. Millions, more than anybody else, a Mr. Money in the Bank. Uh, the Pirates got uh, Corey Dickerson from Tampa Bay. He's pretty good. His slash line is very comparable to, to McCutcheon's from last year. You know, it's amazing. I see Pirate fans, like the hardcore you know, analysts, quote-unquote, the bloggers. And they're saying, well, Dickerson doesn't have the range to play left field at PNC Park. He's a legitimate Major League Baseball player. You should just be glad they got a legitimate Major League Baseball player. Holy heck. Uh, 412-333-9939, the number to call. Uh, I got some more... uh, in, in uh, interest of note about Ezra Lowe, the reverend. Wonder where he got that uh, reverend ship. The school bus driver. What, he go to Our Lady of Perpetual School Bus Driving? Is that where he's the reverend? We got some more stuff about him. His kid blew a big game for Aliquippa one time. You know, he talks about Mike Zemanic. He, he said, well, he never won more than one state title. Maybe he would have won another one if your kid hadn't made a stupid play, jackass. We'll tell you who that kid was and what that stupid play was in just a little bit. And, and by the way, I'll get a few tweets. Well, how can you make fun of the guy for being a reverend and a school bus driver? And now I'm sure they're going to complain. I'm going to tell tales about his kid screwing up a game in a season for Aliquippa. I'll tell you how, because that's how I fight. That's how I fight. The first blow is low, and that makes it easier to kick because the guy's down on one knee. I'm Mark Madden, 105.9 X. And now, the super genius, Mark Madden. Mark, love the show. Double M, big fan, big fan. He's a game changer. He's a guy that makes a big difference. Ooh, that's a good one. The X at 105.9. Uh, Tim Benz brought up a good point on Twitter. Uh, the Reverend Ezra Lowe who's on the Aliquippa School Board, who campaigned against and voted against Mike Zemanik being retained as Aliquippa coach. He said Zemanik didn't do enough to keep kids off the streets. Well, Zemanik did while the kids were playing for him. After they're done playing for him, what's he supposed to do? But Tim asked, well, doesn't a reverend have more responsibility keeping kids off street corners? Than a football coach, the church, the clergy, all that. But I'm guessing that uh, Reverend Ezra is a lot more bus driver Ezra. I think he's only Reverend when it's convenient for him and his disgusting level of sanctimony. No Quarter brought to you by CW Electrical Services. Make the switch at cwelectricalservices.com. 
Uh, here's another interesting note about uh, the Reverend Ezra Lowe. His kid Mike took a dumb penalty on a cheap shot. A clip from behind, 20 yards away from the play, that cost Aliquippa a chance at the Whitfield title in 1999. They lost the playoff game 14-12. Took away a touchdown. That's in a book by S.L. Price of Sports Illustrated about Aliquippa football and its importance to the community. I think the Reverend Lowe would do well to read that book. Maybe then he'd figure it out. But uh, the point being, stupidity runs in the Lowe family. Uh, Ezra Lowe criticized the Manic for only winning one state title in 21 years. They would be real happy without a Chandler, I can tell you. And Lowe also said that Zemanic's eight assistant coaches did all the work. Well, those assistant coaches are all black, except for one white volunteer. So don't dare tell me there's not a racial component to this. Let's go to Mike in the car. Mike, you're on with Double M. What up, man? What up? From my understanding, I heard this on another radio station, is that Quaker Valley is looking for a new head coach. And I believe that they're in the same division. So. Well, yeah, uh, John Tortoria quit because of parental pressure before last season. Uh, Jerry Vescio, who was a retired coach, came back coach. Quaker Valley beat Aliquippa in the Whipple title game. But at 74 years old, do you really think Mike Semanic wants to go start a new program somewhere else? Probably not, but if, if he wanted to get some retribution... That'd yeah, be I, I think Mike's above retribution. It's something I'd do, and maybe you'd do, but I don't think Coach Semanic's going to do that. Let's go to Jason and Cranberry. Jason, you're on the Mark Madden Show. This is JP and uh, this is Jason P. and Cranberry. How are you, Double Genius? What are you, some kind of rapper? Jason P. Double G. Make your point. Double G. Hey, I just wanted to. I couldn't agree with that girl yesterday that called in. I, I don't think it's a racist issue. Uh, it's time the guy's time. It's time is up. Okay, well, give me give get, me some tangible <laughs> evidence to suggest that Mike Zemanik's time is up. I just think there's probably a lot of unknowns, but I, I just think it's. Oh no no! At this point, there aren't that. any unknowns. At this point, we I, know. So give me I again tangible. He, no, you need to shut up for a second, Rapmaster B. Okay? Give me tangible reason, a good reason, why Zemanic's time is up, as you say. He's, just, he's, a, he's a little bit old. I just think it's time. Oh, to so it's ageism. Chance, you know? It's ageism. Okay. You know, just, you know maybe it's just it's time to give somebody a shot, you know? Yeah. You know what, uh, Grandmaster B? We have had many stupid people call this show. You were among the very stupidest. Any comment on that? No, I disagree with that also. Well, no, you know what? You're too stupid to disagree. You're too stupid to know you're stupid, and that's really stupid. Let's go to Justin in South Carolina. Justin, you're on with Double M. Buddy. What's up? Hey, I just want to make a point. I, I coach football down here. I just want to make a point that... Uh, coach football down where? In Charleston, South Carolina. Okay, well, that's very relevant. Go ahead. No, no, I, it is in the fact that, you know... The amount of delusion and, and, and the problem, I think, is cultural. Whenever the parents think that their kids are good enough to go D1 or D2 or whatever it may be, and they just they come in and they talk with the coaches about what they need to do, and the reality is they just don't have the talent to do it. And it's yeah, and, and I don't think Coach Zemanic, uh lied to kids and parents in that regard. I think he told kids and parents they didn't have what it took to get to the next level, and, and parents don't want to hear that. 
especially exactly. the parents. The kids are better equipped to handle it than the parents. Well, the kids will go back and, and tell the parents what, what you tell them, which is the truth, and nobody wants to hear the truth. And, well, they, and, and Justin, you know what else is out there today, too? There's this myth that if you try hard enough and work hard enough, you can find a way, and that's what it is, a myth. And that's promulgated by ESPN, by less honest coaches, by people like me who do their job in less than honest fashion. Hard work's overrated. You can't work your way into having the talent required. We got Greg and Twash on hold. We'll get to them uh, in the next hour or so. Two hours. In just a moment. Again, I have to shuffle my papers. This show moves moment to moment. I can't find sick again. I can't find what I'm talking about. It'll be something. Oh, wait, here it is. Oh, more semantic stuff. But making a comparison from an event that happened 38 years ago today. 105.9 X.